Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In this short, I will explain why Caesar must fall. What I mean by that is that ultimately, all forms of man-centered natural authority must eventually yield to the only ultimate authority, the Lord. In discussing this topic, I will extend to some degree into the realm of political theory. In what follows, I will use two terms interchangeably, and both terms in a general sense refer to governmental or political authority. Those two terms are Caesar and the state. Our theme verse will come from Matthew 22:21, but before I read that verse, allow me to set up the context. In Matthew 22:15, we read about the Pharisees and the Herodians. Both groups despised Jesus and wanted to get rid of him. In an attempt to trap him with words, they ask a loaded question and say, Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus then asks them to show him the coin used to pay the poll tax. They oblige, and he asks them whose image is on the coin. They say, Caesar's. It is then that Jesus answers their original question as to whether it is lawful to pay taxes to Caesar. In Matthew 22:21, Jesus famously says, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. This same statement is also recorded in Luke 20, 25. Now there are many insights to learn from this seemingly simple verse. The first is that Jesus validated Caesar's authority. Jesus never rebuked or rejected Caesar. Instead, he legitimized the state by obeying its rules. After all, God is the one who ordained the state in the first place, so Caesar would not have been Caesar had it not been for God. Way back in Genesis 1.28 in the Garden of Eden, we see the foundational principles of human authority being given when God commands humankind to subdue and rule. Furthermore, in Romans 13.1, Paul says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Paul continues to elaborate on this principle in verses 2-7. to in 1 Peter 2, verses 13 to 15, the Apostle Peter says, Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God, that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Considering what Peter says here, as well as what Paul says in Romans 13, it becomes clear that Christians are not only called to be obedient to governmental authority, but we are also called to be model citizens. The point is that we are modeling what it means to be a follower of Christ to the rest of society. Thus, we ought not to develop a reputation for being rabble-rousers, lest we be the target of harsh words from foolish men. Submission to authority also applies within the church as it relates to church members submitting to the authority of pastors and elders. The state wields the power of the sword, and in an ideal world, they only use that coercive force to punish the wicked and protect the just. In a biblical worldview, then, the state is absolutely necessary to maintain law and order. The state operates in a particular sphere, and that sphere is a part of society. Of course, society is composed of many different spheres that are supposed to work together harmoniously. 
The church, for example, operates in another sphere which does not yield the power of the sword. It yields the power of the prophetic voice of the Word of God. So, when Jesus says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, he validates Caesar as legitimate authority that was designed to fulfill a specific God-ordained role. And what's the next thing Jesus says? And render to God the things that are God's. Remember the context. Jesus looks at a coin that bears Caesar's image and he says, render unto Caesar. So now, when you look at yourself in the mirror, in whose image are you made? God's. Every human being is made in the image of God himself. So yes, it is lawful for Caesar to collect poll taxes based on a coin that looks like him. But what God is owed is you. That means your mind, your heart, your will, your body, your life. In other words, the complete totality of your entire being. Rendering unto God what is God's means rendering all of you. When we therefore realize what Jesus is saying in Matthew 22:21, it becomes crystal clear that he is not championing the state as an authority that is ultimate and supreme. Yes, he validates the state, but he places Caesar's authority exactly where it belongs, subordinate to the only ultimate authority, God himself. Why Caesar must fall is therefore very simple, because there is only one king that will stand forever, and his name is Jesus Christ. In the end times, the prophet says in Daniel 2 verse 44, The God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. God will stand, therefore Caesar must fall. As long as the state remains in its sphere of operation, there will not be conflict. However, life tells us that what God says and what Caesar does are often opposed. What then do we do? The Bible makes clear that when there is a conflict between the state and God, we owe our ultimate allegiance to God. The state is finite and is composed of fallen people. God is infinite and is perfect, so ultimate allegiance to Him is not only biblical, it's also the logical and the reasonable thing to do. When confronted with the conflict between the state and God, in Acts 5.29, the Apostle Peter said, We must obey God rather than men. Psalm 22.8 says, For kingship belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. In Proverbs 8.15-16, God speaks and says, by me, kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all who judge rightly. When asked what the greatest commandment is in the entire canon of Scripture, Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. As I've said, there's often a huge gap between what the Bible defines the state should do and what the state actually does, meaning Caesar ought to act justly in order to protect the just and punish the wicked. Sadly, Caesar is often the perpetrator of injustice and the agent of wickedness. History validates that the state likes to behave badly. 
Pharaoh legalized infanticide and enslaved Jews in Exodus. Nebuchadnezzar ordered the execution of those who did not worship the statue of him in Babylon. Antioch's Epiphanes murdered priests in the temple in Jerusalem in an attempt to force Greek culture on Jews in Palestine. Herod tried to assassinate baby Jesus by murdering children in Judea. The Germans killed up to six million Jews in Hitler's Nazi regime. The communist regimes of Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, and the People's Republic of China have been estimated to kill at least 20 million people, and that's the low estimate. Pharaohs have come and gone. Nebuchadnezzar has come and gone. There have even been many Caesars that have come and gone. Caesar must fall because Caesar and all the people who constitute his regime are all people. Everyone has an expiration date when they are born, and all empires have an expiration date when they are created. Hence, Caesar must fall because his appointed time is but for a season. He was never permitted to stand forever. The reason the state is never the object of our ultimate allegiance stems from the fact that the state is inherently dangerous. Why? Because it is composed of fallen sinful people. And when a collective of fallen individuals gain access to power, bad things can happen. In fact, the more power the state has, the more it seeks to secure more power. During Jesus' public ministry 2,000 years ago, Caesar was actually worshipped as God who ruled by divine right. In a system of Caesar worship, the state becomes God. The Romans were not unique in idolization of the state, in that history tells us that when ultimate allegiance is man-centered, it tends to take the form of governmental authority. This false ideology subjugates God to Caesar, and this false ideology is just another form of idolatry at its core. The more powerful the state is, the bigger the idol. This toxic idolatry helps to explain why in Nazi Germany, people did such terrific things for the fatherland because the fatherland was worshipped as supreme instead of the real divine father. If the state trumps God, then the state's morals, ideologies, and laws reign supreme. Mankind has been trying to be his own God in the form of the state for centuries, and sometimes he even recruits the church to be the cheerleader for the state. Ultimately, then, the concept of a large, expansive, all-encompassing government is not biblical because it expands the state's sphere of operation so broadly that it tramples upon the domain of other spheres in reality. A large, expansive, all-powerful state is also not biblical because the state was never ordained to be an absolute power with an absolute ideology. We never owe Caesar our absolute allegiance. Our ultimate allegiance belongs to God and to God alone. Caesar must therefore fall because God has decreed that he will fall. As Daniel 2.44 says, the second coming of Christ will not only mean the eternal rise of the Messiah, it will also mean the fall of Caesar. Who do you truly have faith in? Who do you trust with your soul? In whose image are you made? When God holds the deed to your heart, then Caesar cannot. That will conclude this short, but for anyone who desires to listen to more about the Christian and the state, I will direct you to WCSK episode 2.11 from December 2016. That three-part episode is far more expansive and comprehensive than what we talked about today. For those who prefer to read the transcripts, you can follow the link in the podcast description.